I think it's gonna work this time. We tried recording it multiple times to get a recording. Um, trying to talk about the NFL. We're trying to uh, get Roland's reaction to college football. 17 seconds in. We had like five minutes of content gone, but we're gonna try again. All right, it's still going. Um, but yeah. Like I've said in previous recordings, which is now lost, but Roland, I want to hear your thoughts on Georgia over Alabama. Um, quick take, is Juliet's response in support of the college football ranking? Because um, she goes to Georgia, so I'm sure she's yeah, a little biased. I, so when I talked to her about it and said that, um, that right now they shouldn't have put Alabama under Georgia because Georgia's loss is worse than Alabama's loss. Mm -hmm. um, she was like, you know, kind of kind of upset that I said that. But also, I was like, I mean, you know it's true, but Georgia's still in control of their destiny. Like, like Alabama doesn't really have a shot at the SEC championship now. So, um... Right. Yeah. Um... The second point was Utah and the Oregon, two one-loss Pac-12 teams, um, are below, or I'm sorry, are ranked above an undefeated Minnesota. Did you have any thoughts on that? Any qualms? Um, not really. I I didn't watch, I haven't been watching Minnesota, but their win over Penn State is definitely good, and... Um, they should definitely be rewarded for that. I think that I think their only chance at ever at, at possibly getting into the playoffs is beating Ohio State in the conference championship. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I, I don't think that, you know, whereas I, I think if Ohio State loses the Big Ten championship, we could totally see them put them in just because they've been destroying opponents. And the committee's been known to do weird stuff like that. So, um I think they could still say, hey, even though Ohio State lost to Minnesota, we still think Ohio State's a better team, and we're still going to put them in. Congrats, Minnesota. You're going to the Rose Bowl. Yeah, you know? th so that brings up a good point, because I think till the end of the season, until the playoffs set, there's going to be the debate whether you put in the best four teams or conference champions. And if you go conference champions... First thing right off the bat, one conference is going to be left out, and it's most likely going to be a undefeated Baylor or a one-loss Oklahoma. I'm going to go with one-loss Oklahoma, or a one-loss Oregon-Utah. One of those two is going to be left out, and the rest of the field, I'm going to say LSU, Ohio State, Clemson. That's one scenario, or you go with the best four teams, and in my, and I think Zay, I think we share the same opinion, it was LSU, Ohio State, Clemson, and Bama. And I think that's the, I think that's the, going to be the biggest debate. Yeah. Um, I just, you know, as, as, as much as you wish it was a little bit um, more even along the conferences, like, I, I, you know, obviously, I, I kind of have a bit of a Pac-12 bias. Um, I think that Pac-12 
gets severely underrated every year unless it's like an undefeated USC team or like UCLA or University of Washington or something like that. Like people just kind of take them for granted. Mm -hmm. But like when you also look at it, it's like the Pac-12, Some of, a lot of the teams that they're playing outside of conference play are like much more difficult teams than you're seeing Alabama play or Clemson or whoever, you know, because, and, and I think with some of, in the case with some of the conferences, um, the Pac-12 is a lot more competitive than like the ACC, you know, with the ACC, it's Clemson on top. Okay. And then, you know, who knows, like Virginia Tech, UNC, Pitt, um, you know, who, who's going to who's gonna play to lose to Clemson in the ACC championship game is essentially right. what it's like right now. Whereas the Pac-12, it's different every year. Um, I'm not, okay, I'm not saying Hold that on. the ACC teams are, are worse than Pac-12. I'm just saying that it is a more competitive field, I think. Yeah, but the Pac-12 doesn't have a, a, a team as good as Clemson there. I know. So, so they don't they don't have, say Washington was as good as Clemson, then it would be the same thing as the ACC. Who's going to play Washington in the conference game to get killed? Well, but see, here's the thing is they don't get good enough recruiting. They, they you know, Pac-12 teams. There's a reason for that. What's the reason? Because no one wants to go there. The reason? Everyone wants to go to the SEC or Big Ten or one of those conferences. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to turn this into something that's not. We're talking about college football rankings here. Okay. Okay. I I do agree that, like, there is a – there's definitely a talent gap, I guess we could call it. Um with some of the conferences, um, but it also is kind of a self-fulfilling thing. Like, if Pac-12 teams are constantly being let, you know, constantly not making it into the playoffs or whatever, I mean, then they're never going to get as good of recruits as Clemson did. I mean, think about where the Clemson program was eight years ago. It wasn't. It wasn't the powerhouse that it is now and it's because they've you know they got Dabo Sweeney they got you know wins under their belt they win the ACC and now they're like top of the recruiting because they're consistently getting those you know wins and and the high rankings and stuff and going to the playoffs and I mean yeah anyway so hold on my my point was if, if there's a drop in talent and a level of play from the Pac-12 to the SEC, why put a Pac-12 team in the in the thing? I'm not saying that they should put a Pac-12 team in the if thing. If you remember when Washington played Alabama in one, I don't know how many years that was, right? Alabama yeah. won. Like, it wasn't a good game. I just, I want to see the four best teams so that there's two actual good games 
how many in all the years that there's been the playoff in the, the playoff, how many actual good games have there been in the semifinal? Like maybe one in, in all the past You're right. few years. There was one. It was the Georgia Oklahoma game. Yeah, I just there's been one game. I want the four best teams. I don't want blowouts in the semifinal. I totally, one hundred percent agree with you. It that the way that the playoffs are structured right now, you can't do a conference. Cha- a conference championship does not guarantee a spot. I agree. It I, and it shouldn't either. Yeah. Because you know, as as good as the Big Twelve is, it seems like they can't hold their own when it comes to playoffs or anything. You know, Oklahoma got. It was a good game, but they got beat by Georgia in the semifinals. Um, okay, so are we going to make the distinction that we on this podcast, and John, chime in, are we going for four best teams as opposed to rewarding teams for winning their conference? I got to go for best teams. And I think it's dumb that, well, I wish it was different that the four best teams didn't win their conference, too. That makes sense. They don't have spread around the country enough. So I'm gonna. As it comes to, I would I would much rather have the four best teams just you know slug it out. So I also wish the playoff system was longer. You know, it was a longer playoff. And that that would be my if you want to include conference if conference championship guarantees you a spot in the playoffs, then you need to have obviously you need to have more playoff spots because you got five a power five power conferences and four playoff slots so you need if you're going to do conference championship gets you a playoff spot you need to have um an, an expanded playoff and that's a whole other debate <laughs> um i think under under this current system that is the only way to do it is to say the four best teams get in, you know, who cares if Alabama sat out SEC championship weekend, we still know that they would beat Georgia or Kentucky or whoever, you know. (laughs) So here is my only counter argument to that stance. The South just recruits better. Like, they get better players. Alabama is always going to get better players than Oregon. Maybe they're, like, you know, give or take a few, give or take a year. But in general, the South just lives and dies football. So right off the bat, before any of these kids could play, the South, LSU, Bama, Clemson, they have that leg up over the teams in the West. And... And... Go ahead. Sorry. No, no, go ahead. I was just going to say that, I mean, yeah, that's part of the game. Maybe some of these SEC schools, maybe they're giving the kids a little money on their table. Who knows? I'm, I don't care if they do. Like, just give me good football. They're, they're bringing the school money. They should be paid. Different, totally different argument. But if if, if that's how you're going to do it, and so I, I feel like the rewarding by conference champion is a way to level the playing field in a way. Because, I mean, that's the way they do it in the NCAA. But to your guys' point, the NCAA lets in 64 teams, 68 teams. Yeah. Um. So I, for one, if it's going to stay four teams, 
I'm I'm okay with the four. I'm sorry. With typically, most of the teams are going to be conference champions, so it doesn't really matter. But I want an eight-team playoff. I want the Power Five. So SEC, Big Ten, Big Twelve, Pac Twelve. ACC, thank you. Yep. I want those five conference champions. I want one of the best power, f- or what's the other one? That like Navy, Boise, Cincinnati. The, like the American. Yes, the best, the, the best team that's not in one of the power five conferences. I want, so that's six teams. And then the next best two teams. So in this scenario for this year, I think it would go... LSU, Ohio State, Clemson, uh, Pac-12, I'm going to say Oregon, Big Ten, I'm going to say Oklahoma. The next best school out of, not in those conference, is Cincinnati. So let's just throw Cincinnati in there. And then the next two best teams, and so that's Alabama, and let's just say Georgia for the sake of it, right? So actually, let's not say Georgia, because then in this scenario, LSU would play Georgia, uh, and Alabama would play Ohio State, which would be a good game. But you would have the best of both worlds. You'd have the conference champions, and you'd have some of the best teams. But, I mean, like, who knows? I- I've heard that they might be heading that direction, but what do you guys think about that? Um, so, I liked your idea. I-, I-, I was thinking about this before you even talked. I agree with the eight teams playoff like that's that's what i think the idea would be although i wouldn't i wouldn't put an american um conference team in i would just go then the next three best teams so i would probably put i would put bama um i don't know let's say georgia and um what maybe Minnesota, Penn sure, State, sure, one of those yeah. two. Yeah. But yeah, I I'm I I would be all I'd be okay yeah. with that eight team uh playoff system. I think that would be fair to everybody, I guess you could say. Yeah, I, I agree with that. But okay, I have a, a question for you guys. Say Minnesota wins out. So they, they beat, you know, Wisconsin who they have left and Let's say they beat Ohio State in the conference game. Mm-hmm. Do you put Minnesota in? I think so. They're undefeated. The issue, like the issue with, but are they are they a best four team? You know what I mean? Right. Are they above Alabama just because they beat Ohio State? Man, that's that's where it's like it's so tough for the committee because say one team makes a run in the conference game. That no one expected, like, I mean, you have to put them in, but then like you leave, I don't know. It just yeah, it's tricky. Yeah, there and shouldn't be this much. Can we all agree that there shouldn't be this much controversy over who gets selected? Yes. I mean, I mean nobody looks at the March Madness bracket and says, "I can't believe they put these people in here and not these people." Like nobody looks at the NFL bracket at the end of the day and says, "Wow." <laughs> The Bills really shouldn't have been in there, you know? Like, 
Yeah. Or are the Patriots really the best team in the NFL? Do they really get the one seed? Well, actually, like, like, you know, you know, Roland, you bring up an interesting point because the NFL kind of does do it: conference champs and the next best teams. Because right, like you win your division, and we've had seven win division winners before. Have a home game against an eleven and five wild card team. It's not that hard. Right. Mm-hmm. I get oh and 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 see here's what it says if if you didn't win your conference you know it, Alabama you sat out SEC championship weekend like sorry do better next year it pushes teams to and and then it and then it means it actually makes it so that it matters if you win your conference championship or not. Like, right. I realize that the Pac-12 still gets the Rose Bowl <laughs> if you win the championship, but, like, how can that compete to – or how can that compare to competing for a national championship? Right. Which is going to do so much for your recruiting. Yeah, and your conference as a whole. Yeah. Um, the other thing, jumping back a little bit. Yeah, that's um, fine. Talking about – recruiting and how the south is always going to out recruit the pacific northwest or not the pacific the pac-12 um i think for that you're just going to need a culture change i mean it's just like u.s soccer um you know you can't you can't just give the u.s soccer team a spot in the world cup because you're missing out on a lot of viewership and they are a big team you know, they've got to, we've got to have that culture change and actually care about soccer more than once every four years um, and actually work towards, you know, building our team and then earning a spot in the World Cup. I mean, it's the same thing. I will say, not to get too deep into it, but the Pac-12 had a bit of a, a monopoly on the state of California and they kind of had like first dibs and now they don't (laughs) um which has hurt them a lot but you know if they really care about winning national championships then they need to kind of step that up right john what john what did you say again could you repeat what you said i think i you know kicked off the I wish there was a way for it just to be bigger and more expansive I you know yeah I I if we're you know I would include you know like the American conference or whatever yep on that side okay uh, you know against naturally against what say whatever Xavier says <laughs> uh, but uh because I think you know in a way that's fair you know like if each conference gets one plus however many best teams um, and because if you get a one-off game, anything can happen. Yeah. And, and that's, you know, sorry. And I think that just adds so much excitement. And I think this also helps the controversy that we've had a couple, for the past couple years with like UCF, who's gone undefeated and won their conference and doesn't get a shot in the playoffs it also gives a chance for you know teams that are kind of weird and aren't part of a conference uh like notre dame 
you know, Notre Dame doesn't need to go undefeated in order to get a spot in the playoffs necessarily, uh, or like Army or something. So, um, I will say, in response to your UCF argument, there was one year where UCF pl- beat Auburn, who many thought would be a better team, and that's why, excuse me, I believe that's the year that when UCF beat Auburn, that was the year they people were like, were the undisputed national champs or whatever. Um, that's what I think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, UCF technically had a national championship that year. Mm-hmm. But. They gave one out to them, and then uh, probably Alabama. Clemson. Yeah, Bama or Clemson. All right. Um, do you guys, any last thoughts on college football? Nope. Okay. Yeah, hold on. Yeah. So, going back, I know we're jumping around, but the, the recruiting thing, it's tough to, like, yes, I agree with the whole South idea that, you know, the South gets the better athletes. And, but if you look at the teams down in the South, they all have the the top-notch coaches. Yep. And when you're a college athlete, you want to play for the best coaches because the best coaches are going to get you to the next level, the NFL. So it's tough to go. So if a big coach, um, like a Pac-12 team, like if you looked at Chip Kelly, when he was yep. at Oregon, like he got a lot of good, he got a lot of good athletes at Oregon when he was there. So you need to attract, you first need to attract a good head coach to a Big 12 team before you're going to get the big players. So all the big names want to go to a, a Georgia or Alabama. Like if someone can't get to Alabama, they're going to look to Georgia, um, LSU, or someone like that, or Clemson. Like they, they want to play for the good coaches because they know the good coaches are going to get them to the next level. So, eh. that's, that's a really good point, actually, because think about it. Chip Kelly was the coach of Oregon, and what did they do? They almost won a national championship. Almost won, yeah. <laughs> Against Ohio State. So, I mean, yeah. that's a really good point, actually. I didn't think about that. Yeah. All right. It'll be interesting to see how Ohio State does without Urban Meyer there anymore in a few years. Yeah, to see what Ryan Day can get recruiting-wise. Yeah, good point. Yeah. All right, uh, let's move on to the NFL. I know we spent a lot of time on college football, more than expected. Um, I mean, there are a, a lot of surprising things. Um, I figure, why don't we all just touch or talk about one team one game that you really watched maybe you paid attention to mostly or one thing you want to point out um for me being a bills fan i know we're still six and three and maybe our schedule looks pretty easy you know we got the dolphins broncos um the jets the steelers you know surprisingly have come on i used to think that was an easy win now i'm not so sure but i could see the Bills still going 10 and six right but my concern is, I mean, Twitter's a dangerous place because, like, you'll get people ripping the OC and how many of those people really know football. Um, so that's no, what I, not. right, that's what I struggle with. It's just, like, I, I see what I'm seeing, but I don't really know football. For me, the Josh Allen, I, while I like that he's not throwing picks like he used to, I, um... 
I'd like to see him be a little more aggressive. Especially, I don't know if that's coaching calls or whatever, but I, he needs to get the deep ball back. And the, the struggle is our offense. Let me put it that way. It's just the whole offense. I'm not going to call anyone else out. I don't know if play calling needs to be better or if players just need to execute better, stop getting, getting killer turnovers and drives. But offense, you got to be better because if you got a defense that still hasn't let up a 100-yard receiver and you get eight goal line stops against the Browns, if, if your defense is holding you to holding them to 19 points, you, you should win that game. So for the Bills, while I still think they will make the wild card spot, I'm definitely not as certain as I used to be. And I just hope the offense turns everything around. Who's next? Anyone? Nice. Um, all right, you guys can pick what I want to talk about. Either what a new season could look like or NFL MVPs. Oh, MVPs. Okay. Yeah. So I've looked around, right? Russell Wilson is ranked number one, and Lamar Jackson is ranked number two. If I'm wrong, and they're voted on every few weeks. By what what, panels what are your rankings? Uh, what? What? Where did you get your rankings? I'm just curious where you got your. Rankings. What are your sources? Um, Courtney Croden on ESPN. Okay, uh, is it the rankings or Vegas odds? Because what you said, John, is also what agrees with what Vegas is saying. This is just. The rankings, not right. Vegas odds. Cool, cool. That's 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 cool. Um. So, yeah, this is in the self-proclaimed craziest game of his NFL career. Wilson delivered an MVP-like performance. Um. His twenty-eighth game-winning drive in the fourth quarter. Blah blah blah. Um. Because he leads the NFL in touchdown passes and a passer rating. So his twenty nineteen stats. 2,737 passing yards, 256 rushing yards, 26 total touchdowns, and two interceptions. I don't, don't get me wrong, it's really impressive. And Russell Wilson is a great quarterback. But for someone who's, for, I don't think the MVP should come from someone in the end who hasn't won the Super Bowl. Like, I, I think it should be determined from the team who wins the Super Bowl. Okay, so that is... Seahawks are, Seahawks are sitting second in the NFC West. So the only thing I have... I do agree with you, John. I wish the playoffs kind of played more of a factor in the award winners. The MVP award goes to the regular season MVP. Oh, okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Well, yeah. If it's just for the regular season... But still, that doesn't even... like. I know we've got seven weeks to go, but he's still not a conference champion yet. So at so. this point, who was your MVP? Oh, I don't have one yet. I'm oh. waiting until the end. <laughs> okay, so for me, I'm just going to respond and then anyone else can go. My thinking is Russell Wilson hasn't really had a ter- like a bad game this season, I don't think. Lamar didn't look great against the Browns, and I don't think he had the greatest game against the Chiefs. And so I just think Russell Wilson, like his level is just consistently higher. And while Lamar might have higher highs than Russell, 
his lows can be much lower than Russell. And plus, I think Russell is carrying a worse team than Lamar is. That's, that's pretty fair. What about Christian McCaffrey? Um, it's hard because his production isn't necessarily producing wins. Um, is he the MVT, MVP of the Panthers? Yeah, probably. Like, without a doubt. But MVP of the league, right? Like, if you put... For me, it's like... Alright, if I put Russell Wilson, if I put Christian McCaffrey on another team, how much different would that other team be? Because, like, for example, okay. if you switch... Let's, let's just take the Vikings. If you take... Christian McCaffrey and put him on the Vikings instead of Dalvin Cook. Are you that much better? And I'm not sure. I'm going to say maybe. But um, if you put Russell Wilson on the Vikings, they're like the Super Bowl favorite. Yeah. That, that last comment. Yeah. I don't have too much to say about that, though. And I don't know if you can say the same about Lamar being on the Vikings, right? But you know with Russell Wilson. Sorry, John, didn't mean to cut you off. Yeah. I just, I don't agree with, uh, I don't know. Most valuable player, most valuable thing in the NFL, points, right? Yep. Getting touchdowns. Maybe. Getting, Getting more touchdowns than the other team. Right, and I think it should get you, the MVP should be the one who gets the team, you know, I don't know, gets their team the most points. Whether that's a receiver or a running back, I think, I don't know. Well, John, that... My, I would just say I like your point, but isn't that what the Offensive Player of the Year would be for then? Awards. Right, so like, but so like that's one award. So like, how would you then differentiate between MVP and Offensive Player of the Year? Well, well, they can just be the same thing. Okay, so you want one award? Mm, okay, that's, that's okay. It's <laughs> runner-up gets the other. Right, like MVP. I don't know. I feel like MVP could go to someone other than a quarterback. Yeah, I agree, but they'd have or should. Like the 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 one of most recent memory is JJ Watt should have won the MVP that one year over Aaron Rodgers. Okay, yeah. Okay. But I don't know if yeah. there's been a season like that yet since. What about Khalil Mack, man? Are you talking about last year? Uh yeah, last year. Are you kidding? Have you seen the way Mitch Trubisky's been playing? But was Khalil Mack better than Pat Mahomes last year? Like, that's the argument. No. Nope. Right. How's Pat Mahomes doing this year? But that's this year. That that was last year. I'm talking about last year. There was no tape on him. You're, well, I mean... <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just I know, I know. Advocate for the sake of it. That's part <laughs> that's of it, all. though. <laughs> he also was injured this year. Yeah. Okay. Still, anyway... Um, John, that was your topic. Any last thoughts on that? No, that's it. All right. Roland or Zay? Um, um, Zay. Okay. So, quick, I did just... 
on some of the games from this past weekend. The Dolphins beating the Colts. I do not think. I don't think the Dolphins are going to be a pushover team the rest of the season. Uh, I think. I think the Dolphins are going to win a few more games. Actually, um, they've gotten better every week, so um, I think that was a big win for the Dolphins. And then another thought was the the Falcons beating the Saints. Uh, that's not not a good look for Drew Brees, I would say. Um, only getting nine points when you just, I don't know, when he's been out all these weeks and the Saints have been winning games. So uh, that was a surprise. Finally, uh, my Steelers would argue that the Steelers had the best defense in the league right now. Um just because of what they've done the past few literally our offense has looked awful not awful but it has not and i think our defense to single-handedly won us games nothing so I think Zay might be lagging a little I, bit, but that's okay. I mean, I'm, I love... I, I, yeah, I think defense... Um, <laughs> sorry. For the, if, if you couldn't hear, Zay was basically just talking about how the defense has been carrying the Steelers team. Zay, I my question to you about just the Dolphins-Colts is how much of that win do you attribute to the Dolphins playing better than the Colts compared to the Colts losing that game because Brian Hoyer was their quarterback? Um, I mean, I think... Um, I mean, I think there's definitely both. I mean, I think, yes, not having Brissett was a, had a big impact, but I also think the Dolphins would have given the Colts a really good game, even if Brissett was the quarterback. Okay. Um, I just think that the Dolphins each week have looked better. So, um, I don't know why, but I was actually impressed with the Dolphins watching that game. And maybe it was because Hoyer was the quarterback, but Brian Hoyer didn't look all that bad against the Steelers when Brissett went out against the Steelers. So, I don't know how much of it was Hoyer, but because he looked decent against the series. But, yeah, I think it's a little bit of both. All right. Yeah, and to your next point, I do not know what happened in... Was it in New Orleans or in Atlanta? Either way, the yeah, Saints I, just... Not, so, a, not a good look. Roland John response. And thank goodness the Seahawks lost. Or the 49ers lost. <laughs> um, yeah, so, I mean, I'm in full bye week mode. I didn't watch a whole lot of football. Um, I did watch, you know, some of the Dallas-Minnesota game. Um, not a bad game. Um, but... Honestly, I Dallas is well. They looked a little bit better in this game, but 
I I don't know who's going to win that division if it's going to be Dallas or honestly both teams look pretty bad so neither of them are clearly going to the Super Bowl. Um, yeah, that the 49ers Seahawks game was it, okay. The announcer called of a regular season game. I do not agree with that because second and third quarter were trash. Um, but uh, it was still an awesome game. Um, and also, it, it might have, you know, been had quite a few fantasy players in that game. And I was like, oh, shoot, I'm losing to John by 30 points. <laughs> um, let me try and. Oh, now Russell Wilson's got overtime to try and do something. And, I mean, they, they got the win, but they didn't really help me out fantasy-wise. So, thanks for that. Uh, um, also, I needed... Um, who is it? Um, Emmanuel, or not Emmanuel Sanders. Uh, shoot. Never mind. Kittle? I'm totally... I'm totally losing. No, not George Kittle. It's um. Oh, Tevin Coleman. I needed. Uh, I needed in my other league. I needed Tevin Coleman to literally just touch the ball in the fourth, in the end of the fourth quarter, or going into overtime. Literally one possession for like a two-yard run, and I would have beaten the team I was going up against in my other league, and. He did not do that. Didn't happen. No, I was like, "You got to be kidding me!" I lost by point three. Um, but yeah, no, it was good. Uh, I'm really excited. Um, I know you guys touched on this. It's been a it's been a hot minute since I've been on the podcast. Um, you guys touched on the Patriots' loss to the Ravens. Yeah, and I think both you and Xavier agreed that it it is uh, a like congrats Baltimore and Lamar uh, sitting there with your shades on. Um, you just put a massive chip on the Patriots' shoulder, and you can bet they're going to come back and destroy the league. <laughs> Smoke um, the Eagles this week. Yeah, and then, and then the Cowboys next week. Um, yep. <laughs> the thing I'll say, Roland, is that the Ravens could run the ball on the Patriots, and I'm sure Coach Belichick has shorn that up. But um, both Dallas and Philly can run the ball well if they want to, and as we've seen, both quarterbacks can throw if they need to. So, And both quarterbacks can run, which hurt the Patriots. So while I'm with you and I totally get the Patriots coming off a loss and coming off a bye is not the team you want to play. <laughs> it's there to be had for the Eagles and Cowboys to kind of exploit the Patriots just like the Ravens did. If nah, there's anything to exploit. The whole the prediction, Eagles only scored three points. Ooh. <laughs> like a recap of week one, Zay? It's going to be 35 to 3. Yes. Recap recap of week one. Yep. Except it'll be in Philly and all the fans leaving halftime. Yikes. <laughs> Go climb on the street poles. I just am, am ready for the. 
I'm just ready for the memes to stop about about the Patriots schedule as if it's something that they get to pick. Yeah, I I mean like I get where people hate that. Um but exactly, Roland. They they don't make their schedule. They just they just and, win it. And as if we're not playing five of last year's playoff teams in five weeks or in six weeks, like okay. Okay, boomer. Oh, got him. Um, I was gonna say something. What was it? Yeah. Oh, okay, John, you'll definitely get a kick out of this one. So the Bills kicker has currently missed his last five attempts from fifty yards plus. And he's he hasn't been the same. Yeah. Do you wanna know who I think the Bills should draft in the upcoming draft? My man's Rodrigo. That's right. Even though the Bills signed Steven Hauschka to a contract extension before the season began, began I want Rodrigo and those rec specs and whatever else he's got going on, I want that in Buffalo. Dang. This lets me, this lets me uh, you know, cap off, cap off the pod with Dawson Knox and Tommy Sweeney have the best bromance in all of the NFL. Yeah, it's pretty nice. I wish, uh, you know, the past few weeks, Tommy hasn't been active on game day. And, you know, it kind of frustrates me because, one, if Tyler Croft was back and making plays, I'd be like, okay, I get it. You're paying Tyler Croft like $20 million over three years to play him. I, I get sitting our to- our boy Tommy down and not playing him. But the fact that Tyler Croft isn't producing and I think just put Tommy back in, you know? like Or use the tight ends. So that, that's been, a, excuse me, a frustrating point for me. So there's that. Any, any You guys got anything else? Uh, well, also... New England might be in uh, the running for a kicker, so that would be cool as well. But if Rodrigo goes to the Bills, dang. <laughs> All right. I already I already like the Bills, uh, despite them being a division rival. And I'm I'm gonna stop you on the. It's hard to call them rivals when they haven't won that much, but I'll give you I'll give you some credit. I'll accept it. <laughs> I just if you haven't seen the documentary The Four Falls of Buffalo, it ain't about Niagara Falls. <laughs> uh, and it is heartbreaking. And those fans deserve the world. We just want one. We just want one trophy. You guys don't even I mean, you know, What's the difference between New England and Buffalo? They both got the same color scheme. Uh, it's both cold weather football. Uh, what's the difference? The titles. Super. I mean, like. <laughs> yeah, we'll get there. Maybe one day. I just hope I'm alive to see it. Um, so we're going to wrap up. If uh, Roland, I do have a request for you. Is if you can, when you can, you do a little baseball podcast on one, just your take on the World Series, because it's been a while, but also two, isn't there like some scandal going on with the Houston Astros? I don't even, 
is this a different oh i saw something about this yeah oh there were signs telling the players where to hit yeah something like that they're like cameras somewhere in their world series run um so i i don't want to give you like homework to do but like if you do and can do like a baseball podcast if you could hit that up that'd be cool yeah, I don't or, know if Xavier's AFK or not. Oh, he just looked up. Yeah, like you if know, if you and Zay, to... or if you want to call Kyle up and get him on to talk about it, that'd be cool too. Yeah, yeah, well, we could put one out. Sweet. Um, and then John and Zay, if you want to do a soccer one coming up, we will definitely keep you guys uh, aware of that. But. If nothing else, you can count on next week another college football ranking coming out. I want to keep those going on every week. And stay tuned. Keep an eye out for our podcast. And we will catch you guys later.